I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. everybody and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson The Secret 2. I am joined by the gorgeous Alice Living. Hello honey, welcome back. Uh, Thank you so much. I feel like I could talk to you for hours about health and fitness. It's something I'm super passionate about but your outlook is is just insanely refreshing and obviously like very honest and it comes from a personal place doesn't it? Like this is your journey. Mm. One of the things that I find is um, the fact that I have had to play out my journey really publicly. You know, I started what I was doing and use social media as a way of documenting that. But actually, like, as I've gone through the years, I've really had to play out some big changes quite publicly, which has been tricky, you know, along the way. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. But that's what is so lovable about you and so endearing. Like, if you'd have just jumped on the scene with, like, one sort of, one way of thinking, one ideology, and stuck to it all the way through and refused to adapt, then I think you would have fallen to the wayside. You would have got left behind. But what is lovely about you, Alice, is you have grown up and you have had this real journey um to where you are now and you've gone from being clean living alice to alice living and you've used um like your coming out party of this new rebrand of yourself so to speak was your fantastic new women's health cover wasn't it mate can i just tell you how wonderful it was to see someone strong and not dead stick thin on the cover of that like you look incredible mate you do thank you it's a real it's an inspiration to women especially someone like me who i've never i've probably been really skinny before and i've been really Mm. slim um but it didn't make us happy and it's so lovely to see someone on the cover of such a big institution in the world of health and fitness saying, I am happy, I am strong, and this is healthy. It's fucking refreshing, mate. Oh, thank you so much. You're, you're honestly the loveliest person. This is just a great <laughs> interview. I just feel like I'm just glowing with all the compliments. <laughs> but no, I think, um, I think, yeah, so my transition, and you're right, like it was, you know, I started what I was doing when I was 22. I was so oh, young. I- and so naturally you grow up and you, you know, you learn things. And with the benefit of hindsight, of course I would have done things differently at the start, but actually nobody comes out the blocks perfect. <laughs> and we are all going through life, developing different iterations of ourselves. You know, I saw this amazing quote the other day, which said like the people that knew me 10 years ago don't know me because I'm a different yeah. person now. Yes, let me reintroduce myself. I've yeah. seen it, I love it. I'm a big fan And I of just one. think I'm so, I'm so like, into that messaging because I think you know we're never we're we're almost taught that change is bad you know Mm. that that, you know if you if you make a mistake it's a failure 
But mm-hmm. actually, like, you know, I have listened to so, so many books and amazing people speak about the idea of failure and re- really reframing that in, in the sense that, like, actually failure is such a positive thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that I necessarily failed, but I definitely think I went down a route that wasn't healthy and that mm-hmm. wasn't sustainable. And that actually at the time I was leading people down that, down that path and I, mm-hmm. and I feel a level of guilt for that. Of course I do. But like actually the kind of rebuilding of myself and the rebirthing of, of, you know, all of this has come from recognizing that and being able to hold your hands up. And I think, you know, as a skill in life, being able to admit that you were wrong or say, you know what, I did this then, but actually that's not, that's not cool. And this is what I'm doing now. I think that's a real, you know, skill and a real sign of, 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 of someone who's able to come back from things. And so, yeah, I just, I just, I guess, took some time out. Um, you know, really worked on getting myself in a good place. And then I guess coming back to social media with that approach of, okay, so this is, this is, this is me. Like this is the, the, the stuff that I, that I now feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really having to build step-by-step people's um, understanding of that, you know, really engaging with my audience um, and explaining that, that yeah even now to this day I still have to talk about you know clean eating Alice and to talk about um all of that stuff but I'm very comfortable doing that because I think you know as we spoke about earlier it's a it's a journey that so many women go on and I'm not ashamed of it and actually like I'd much rather people look at my journey and think okay wow that's where I want to get to that end place where you just feel really happy you're very comfortable in yourself there's no obsession there's no weird fads there's no there's nothing crazy it's just kind of it's what we should all be which is just a a a very you know healthy approach to life Uh, and that means that includes things like alcohol and cake and pizza and having a great time on the weekend yeah it does because that's that's health that to me that is that is very that's just as healthy as going to the gym and uh and so yeah alice living came out of that and um (laughs) And it's been it's been a really nice it's been a really nice journey and I and I do feel that it's been such a positive new step and I feel so um, inspired by like people that have messaged me saying they've done similar things like a phoenix from the ashes Alice Living <laughs> rose out of Clean Living Alice and I for one totally get the change like I'm a firm believer in the saying you cannot be old and wise if you've never been young and daft. Mm. Um, and I think, like, when you're in your 20s, which I'm sorry, I'm not, I know you still aren't, get, like, in your 20s, but I do feel like you've got a super grown-up head on your shoulders, <laughs> mate. It's, like, very mature. Um, but, yeah, like, I think, when, especially your early 20s, like, you, you're insecure. You're desperate to look a certain way. You're keen to look like everyone else. You want to be mm. super slim. You want to be super fit. And you're hung up on the wrong things. Um, but as you get slightly older, which is obviously the evolution that people have seen with you, mm. we come to hold certain other things in higher esteem. Like mm. as women, we start to think about like wanting to have children or, or wanting to like find like a partner who we can share life experiences with. Mm. It's very difficult to find a partner who you can share life experiences with is when all you do is eat poached chicken and fucking eat broccoli Mm. do you know what I mean like I think Mm. you just you grow and it's 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 probably a journey that a lot of women have gone through I myself have you yourself have Mm. um and yeah it's it's nice to hear someone talk about it and say listen I've I've come out the other side like I definitely made some mistakes um but this is who I am now is there Mm. ever anything that you've put out where you think now I'm embarrassed about that I shouldn't have done that I feel guilty there's so much like you know when I look back um we spoke before about you know seeking validation for the way that 
that that we look like you know I would very much be one of those people who would you know I remember each week I would do like a selfie a week where I would literally you know get my smallest piece of workout kit on like teeny tiny shorts and a tiny sports wear and just kind of pose in the most seductive way and and it was really like sexualizing fitness and you know I saw my body as being so integral to my success Mm -hmm. that like I felt that my entire um, kind of trajectory of success relied on my body staying that way. Hey, um, is that the police there? They're coming for you. You've just killed this podcast. How can you hear that? <laughs> I can't even hear that. <laughs> it's, it's those headphones, girl. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sorry. Right. Don't be daft. Come on. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I was so kind of tied up in, in thinking that, that I, I needed that validation every week. I needed people to say, oh my God, you look amazing. Because I knew that I was working so fucking hard yeah. to get there that I was like... Yes. Tell me I look great. Tell me I look amazing. <laughs> but I'm going to tense. It. Yeah, I'm going to tense my abs as hard as I can so that I've got like the perfect abs. And tell me I've got great abs. Like, you know, I do not care now. I genuinely like. I might post a picture of my body. Yeah, I might. I might go away on holiday, post a picture in a bikini. But I know that that's because I'm like, this is where I am, and I'm having a great time. Yeah. Rather than tell me my body is what is what you're following me for. And so, like, I look back and I think I cringe at some of the photos that I put up where I remember being like in the mirror and taking so many photos and just trying to get like the perfect yeah. angle with my abs. Oh God, like, I, it's sad, but like we've all done it. We've all been there, and like. Yeah. I look back now and I think, you know what? Like Alice now can be embarrassed about those things. Like I did it, but but now I can look back and think, oh Jesus. But um, yeah, you know, like I'm I'm actually so proud about the women's health cover, and it's amazing that you really enjoyed it because like I just think that was a real moment for me where like yeah. for the first time in my life I did a I did a magazine cover where I didn't diet I wasn't like exercising crazily I wasn't paranoid about anything beforehand you know I rocked up to that shoot and I was just like okay this is me I'm gonna put on some bikinis I'm gonna you know get my body out and 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 I felt great and like the team were amazing and I just don't think it was a real like moment for me where I was like oh this is success like I just felt really yeah, yeah really good so yeah that was a real moment but you should, like, you should have felt very liberated by that. And I could see it, like, you looked so comfortable, you looked so confident. Like, I've compared both covers. And trust me when I say this, like, you probably felt it, but you look happier in the second shoot. And I think that's what it's all about. Those old pictures that you used to post, tensing your abs, popping mm. the booty, like, we've all done that, mate. I've been there. God, I've been there. That we would have probably convinced ourselves at the time that that was aspirational. We were giving, mm. we were giving people something to motivate themselves, something to work towards. And actually now, what I've realised is, when we post these pictures of ourselves honestly and openly, so like you say, when you're on the beach, for me, it might be like when I'm, on the beach with a margarita in my hand or when I've had a slice of pizza, whatever. If there's cellulite, if there's a curve, if there's a lump or a bump, that is actually so much more inspirational. Showing our Mm. truth, showing the honest version of ourselves, showing that we are embracing exactly who we are as women is so much more motivational than those abs pictures ever would be. Mm. I completely agree. And also, it's so normal. 98% yes. of women get cellulite. Why have we made it seem as though it's some like weird thing that we want to get rid of? It's so normal. It's like Why is it so undesirable? Like let's call them love dimples. Cellulite is no longer a fucking term in my vocabulary. They're now called love dimples. 
I'm I'm obsessed with that. But also, there's, <laughs> it it, made, it really made me think about, and there was something someone posted it on Instagram the other day talking about how freckles have now become desirable. Mm. Whereas like freckles about I don't know however long ago, but they used to be seen as something that people wanted to get rid of. Yeah. They were embarrassed with their freckles. They wanted to hide them. We can do the same for cellulite. Like it's not yes. something that you should ever be embarrassed about. And you're so right. We need to see more bikini photos where people have it. We need to see more photos where you, you know you're unedited and untouched up because then women look at that and think oh okay yeah that looks a bit like me you know if we have unrealistic bodies in the media on tv whatever you know we ha- we create this uh, aspirational physique that just isn't attainable for oh, like I know. most of most of society you know like you're in a different body to i am i'm in a different body to someone who might be six foot they're in a different body to someone else regardless of like you know how much we weigh we've all got different figures that are going to look different doing different things so we could all do the same training program I could write a program for 10 different women and they would do exactly the same exercises and they would eat exactly the same way they're all going to have different outcomes Mm -hmm. you know we need to understand that genetically physically we cannot all look like clones of each other so you need to start embracing your uniqueness and the things that make you you and the things that make you beautiful as well are your you know your quirks and your things that you might think are you know not so lovable but are actually like what make you you and yeah I, I just think um we need to stop demonizing parts of women's body and and that comes from so many places you know if we look at like magazines about five years ago you'd be plastered over the cover being like look at her on the beach oh my god is an awful comparing women is something they always used to do oh, like yeah. it's no wonder that we have issues because look at the narrative that we're fed but um hopefully things are starting to change i do feel much more optimistic i do and i feel like there is a definite sense of change in the air and we are beginning to normalize normal bodies we are Mm. embracing lumps and bumps we are championing cellulite we are Mm. owning our roles Mm. and like why shouldn't we like everybody is different everybody is beautiful and i don't i think our flaws are what make us perfectly imperfect so yeah like Let's stop comparing ourselves to others and just be really proud of who we are and what we've got and focus on being happy and healthy rather than some unrealistic, stick-thin aesthetic. Exactly that. Exactly that. Yes, I'm (laughs) so fired up. I just want to, like, make women feel good about themselves now. Do you get this this passionate all the time? I bet you're knackered. If I was this passionate all the time, I'd be tired. No, you do make women feel good about themselves. And, like, yeah, I, I, I don't... I don't see it as like my number one job. I think, you know, there are so many amazing people that I follow that are real kind of like body positive, body confidence advocates. And I love that. And I don't, I don't venture into that space, but I do think I want to, you know, make people enjoy fitness. You know, fitness is something that we should all do no matter what body you're in. It's something that we should all have in our lifestyle um, and within our lives. And um, I just want to make sure that people are doing that in a healthy way, basically. Oh, dear. I, I, I feel like you are really humble and really modest, which is, of course, super like endearing. But I, I wanted to just give you credit, mate. You are doing a great thing and talking to you now, like, I feel, I feel, I feel inspired. So yeah, well done. But there is so much more to you than just health and fitness. And I think we'd be doing you a disservice if we didn't mention everything else you're fucking capable of. (laughs) You must be tired listening to this. You're 27, right? You've got a successful podcast. Give me strength. You have got a 
really, really impressively successful range with Primark, haven't you? I have. Oh my God. <laughs> Author of three books, huge social media influencer. And on top of that, you have recently just started to use your platform to shed light on mental health issues, including anxiety. Yeah, I mean... You're brilliant, Alice. <laughs> no one's told you today. You're fucking brilliant. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yeah, I mean, it's so weird when you hear it like that because I'm like, I don't feel like I've done that much. I mean, like, obviously I feel like a lot, but t- it's just gone so quickly, you know, and you look back and think, oh, Jesus, like in, th- in the space of only five or so years, how much I've done, it's gone by in a flash. But um, I definitely think like right now is the is the happiest I felt with like my work state in that like I'm really working on projects that I feel passionately about. I'm able to have complete autonomy over most projects that I do. So everything from the podcast, you know, the um, the content that I put out on social media and all the projects that I work on, including working with Primark, like being able to have a voice and to be able to have a seat at the table and say, okay, this is how I feel about this, this and this, you know. I'm not saying that with my books I didn't have that, but there was definitely less of that. You know, I was so naive and so young and just um, and excited, I, just, I would imagine, yeah, to have that opportunity. Exactly. We're always grateful. Exactly. Mm. And so I think, like, now I feel like I've de- definitely developed my voice where I feel I'm most confident with what I want to do and, and what I want to achieve. And I think it's a nice place to get to. And actually, as well, like, you know, we spoke about this earlier, but being able to use your platform to do good, like, all my mm. work I do with Women's Aid is some of the most, like, amazing things that I've, the yeah. most amazing achievements that I'm most proud of. Uh, you know being able to speak about domestic violence uh, being able to speak about my experiences with that and um, and just so many other things as well like I just I feel very grateful that I've reached a point where I can really start to to kind of um, navigate the, the way that I want my career to go rather than letting other people do, do that be more you're be, becoming more selective and I think that comes like you have a great sense of privilege you feel when you can do that but also like yeah, I'm, I was quite nervous when I first started saying no to things I was like ah shit what if I've done the wrong thing and they don't ask us again what if Scarlett Moffat does it and then she's better than me and ah that is literally how I got for about a year but no I think I'm, I think I'm in a place where I'm comfortable with it now are you comfortable? I like yeah and obviously there's going to be a little bit of a sting sometimes when you have to say no to stuff because you know it's the right thing to do but it might be great money you know like we're all we've all got to earn a living and as much as people don't like the fact that sometimes we do we do have to do that through social media (laughs) yeah there are definitely times where I have to say no to stuff and and I and I feel that little sting of like oh but you know (laughs) 
ultimately, I always think if you say no to something, another door will open. And if you say no to it for the right reasons, another door will open. And like, look at you, you're doing so amazingly well. (laughs) But it is sometimes because you have to say no to things for for you to be able to step into another another opportunity. My mum always says, um, and I really like this, she says, be careful what you say yes to because it ultimately means you're saying no to something else. And Mm. I didn't get it when I was younger. I just thought, are you joking? I'll just say yes to everything. I'll just do it all. Um, But of course, it doesn't like, if you say yes to one thing, you you ultimately, that's going to take up your time. It's going to... it's going to be too similar to something else that probably could have been a better fit for you so ultimately Mm. ruling you out of that like you just have to learn to trust in your journey and have a bit of faith in what you want and I think it all boils down to and this is how I work if whatever is presented to you isn't going to help you achieve that end goal that that vision of yourself you have at Mm. at the end at the finish line then Mm. say no to it and that's what it all boils down to isn't it Mm. Yeah, that's such a good... I've never heard that saying before, but I love it. Mammy Pat all coming through with the wisdom. <laughs> that is, yeah, it's a really good one. I think I think you're so right. And actually, like, we're so scared to say no these days because it, we're almost taught that, like, opportunities are few and far between, so just take them as they come. Yeah, but actually, like, we can be selective and you might you might have to have a bit of a dry patch with work or whatever for a few, few weeks or months or whatever. But... Um, you know, it will ultimately lead to, I think, something more positive. Oh, I, f- I feel like that's, you're, you're bang on and it is such a healthy and lovely approach to have. Um, one thing that really piqued my interest when I was reading your women's health article was you detailing your struggles with anxiety. Um, I think it's becoming almost like increasingly common, um, especially mm. in young people. Um, I know I've experienced elements of it. Mm. Um, and I just wondered if you could t- give us a couple tips or a couple like little, little helpful hints of how you have managed to cope with your anxiety over the years. I definitely started experiencing it at a young age when I was about 16. I came out of an abusive mm. relationship and um, I just felt like my confidence was in complete tatters. Like I was mm-hmm. a shell of the person that I was before that. And um, I really had to, to work on rebuilding myself. And at the time, you know, anxiety wasn't something that was spoken about at all. And I remember having these panic attacks. I remember, like, there was one time I remember screaming at my mum being like, I need to go to hospital, I'm dying. Like, I genuinely thought I was dying. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, you're just having a panic attack. And I'm like, no, I'm dying. Like, it was oh, so, God. it felt so real to me. Yeah. And I'm sure that, like, having spoken about that, I know that so many people feel the same. Like, a panic attack is, doesn't feel like a panic attack to the person experiencing it. It feels like they are about to, you know, keel over. Um and so off the back of that, like, I kind of knew that panic attacks were things that I had experienced. And they went away. And then there was a period of time, like, more recently, where they just came back out of nowhere. And I just felt myself really falling into a deep hole of, like, anxiety, feeling so low. You know, as someone that usually is full of energy and can get out of bed first thing in the morning, I found myself having zero energy to even do that. I didn't cool. want to get out of bed. I was, I lost, I lost interest in almost everything. You know, even just sitting watching the TV, it was like, this doesn't, this doesn't feel like, this, this feels like nothing to me. Like I was, I felt like, I, the only way I can describe it is I just felt so empty. Like I was just like devoid of any sort of like enthusiasm for life. And um, the anxiety was definitely wrapped up in some parts of social media it was wrapped up in some family stuff it was wrapped up in so many things but it was so 
um, complicated and felt so overwhelming that like the easiest thing for me to do was just to remove myself from society because I just thought I can't deal with this I'm just going to yeah. take myself away because um, this just feels too much for me mm-hmm. and actually like since then I've, I've had so much amazing help in terms of you know I've had therapy and I've been able to really work through a lot of that and recognize that actually in in having you know weekly therapy I was able to just let off a little bit of steam each time yeah. so it wasn't that I tackled the problem in one session which obviously is completely unrealistic but each time I was able to just do an, an un, undo a little bit and undo a little bit and and in time that that big big problem became lots of smaller problems that felt way more manageable um and I did really start to refine myself and I think the last year or so I've I've really felt in a much better place mentally but I can so um, empathize with people that are going through things like anxiety and depression. And, you know, it, it makes me sad that it, you know, it, I've seen some language within the press that kind of makes it seem as though it's more like a, tr- it's like a trend. And I yeah. just think to myself, you know what, that's so harmful because I just think it's because we're speaking about these things more, yes. because the, the, the language is now there for people to be able to express how they're feeling, because the awareness is there. Yeah, we're seeing mm-hmm. more prevalence of it. That doesn't mean that the anxiety was never there before. It's just we didn't have a name for it and we didn't really talk about it. It was just completely undiagnosed. And it's mm. exactly like you say, Alice, like, look at the way language has changed over the last like 30, 40, maybe in 50 years. Like now, if you have an addiction to alcohol, you're an alcoholic. It's mm. recognized as, as a disease, as a problem back then you were a drunk Mm. do you know what I mean Mm. and it was almost normalized like now I think the press are very keen to suggest that everyone's jumping on some sort of bandwagon we're a snowflake society Mm. but actually it's just we are we are being given the opportunity to to pinpoint how we're feeling to have Mm. to be aware and to get help for things like Mm. I'm absolutely convinced like my mom or people her age will have probably gone through all these similar problems. They just weren't given the knowledge to, to see what it actually was. I've heard so many people that said, oh, just exercise. Oh, just, you know, just have a couple of good night's sleeps. Or there's so many things that people tell you are, are what will help your anxiety. But I don't have any specific tips in the sense that I think every person's anxiety is so personalized to them. Exactly. Um, and it manifests in many, many different ways. But the one thing that I would say is, please don't feel that you're not worthy of help. Because actually, like, mm. my experience is, I didn't think I was. And I remember mm. going to my GP. And actually, I went to my GP for something that was completely different. And it was in that appointment that they picked up that they were like, there's something really serious going on here, Alice. Like, I think you would be really benefit from speaking to someone. Yeah. And in doing that, like, that then saved basically me from having what could have been another like couple of years of like falling into that hole and so I just think please don't think that you're not worthy of of being able to get help do you know my favorite I mean if I say favorite it's actually my least favorite but the one I I always like smirk at is when you say I'm having a bad day my anxiety's sky high like I'm feeling super low someone goes just calm down Oh, fucking hell. I hadn't thought about just calming down. I'll just calm down then. And you think, in what world is that helpful? It's so frustrating. We do. We need to change Mm. that narrative. We need to increase people's understanding of what's going on. And you are so right. We need to Mm. open that dialogue. We need to talk. We need to talk more Mm. about what we're going Mm. through, about our subjective journeys. And just stop this being a taboo subject. Stop people not understanding it. Help people understand what you're going through when you have anxiety. Completely. Oh, I love it. You are so so wonderful. You're such a, yeah. 
don't put this, you don't have to put this on, but you are such a great host, honestly. Like, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm so, I could literally sit here and chat for ages. <laughs> are you fucking joking? That's definitely going in. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to put this on, but by the way, you're amazing. Just open the podcast with it. That is going to be one of my teasers for this week. <laughs> I touched on your accolades a little bit earlier, which actually, saying it out loud, sounds pretty rude. Um, I don't mean it in a seedy way. I mean, I did list off some of your recent achievements. Um, you, you, Two front covers of women's health, huge social media influencer in the world of health and fitness, um, incredibly successful PT, fashion ranges with Primark, best-selling author, all the rest of it. Um, wonderful boyfriend, Paddy. I want to know what's next for Alice living like what is what are your goals mate what are your dreams tell me well oh, I've got so many I mean like <sighs> I'm I'm currently working on a really exciting project which I can't say too much about but it's kind of hopefully going to make my way of teaching much more accessible that's more all I can say like which it. is really exciting because like lockdowns definitely made me reframe what I was going to initially do so I had like a plan in place that I was going to do and actually during lockdown, it was like, oh, okay, maybe we'll try something different. So yeah, it's been exciting to kind of explore that. Um, so I'm working on that. And then just, you know, taking over the fitness world one day at a time. <laughs> yes, babe. Yeah, there's so many things that I, I would love to do. But I'm like, I just think um, I need to, I, I'm, I'm almost one of those people that like, if I put down too many goals, I'll be like overwhelmed with it all. So I'm like, right, do one, tick it off, moving on. I have loads of things that I'd love to achieve, but my first one is hopefully going to be out by the end of this year and, and it'll be something really exciting. Well, everybody stay tuned for that because no doubt, like everything you do, it's going to be amazing, missus. Um, I have adored talking to you, Al. Thank you so much for coming on. Before you do leave, um, this is of course Vicky Patterson, The Secret. So I need to get you to reveal one secret and listening to you talk about health and fitness so much we'd just be missing a trick if we didn't get your secret to feeling good about fitness my secret oh okay my secret to feeling good about fitness would be um just finding a way of exercising that you enjoy like it doesn't have to be killing yourself at the gym it doesn't have to be doing something crazy it can be something as simple as going for a walk every day it can be something something like doing zumba or finding like a dance class that you love like just try something and get yourself moving in a way that you enjoy rather than focusing on all of the other kind of um more old school ideas around exercise so don't think about how many calories you're burning don't think about what dress size you want to fit into just focus on going and enjoying yourself and I promise you'll be able to keep up with it oh I love that it's so it is such a proactive and forward-thinking view of fitness like just find something you love see exercise as a celebration of what your body can do like have a little balance in your life and just enjoy it yes exactly that exactly that oh Alice Living, you've been an absolute pleasure, hun, and I know everybody listening has learned something, so thank you for just being a great guest. No, thank you so much for having me. I've absolutely loved it. You are a star. Thank you so much. And good luck, good luck with your PT. <laughs> thank you. I'm going to need it. I think I'm a little bit rusty <laughs> after COVID. <laughs> Oh, guys, that was, of course, the gorgeous Alice Living. Do you know what? I could listen to her talk about health and fitness and nutrition for hours. Alice is just so wonderfully open 
about her journey with health and fitness um, and I think you can tell she's super content with where she's at now and I hope you ladies learned a little bit from listening to her and sorry fellas I didn't mean to alienate you if there's any of you out there listening but um, I do know it's predominantly girls and I also know we can be super hard on ourselves so yeah lasses take a breath and be kind to yourself i hope you enjoyed listening guys um and probably the best thing you can do for this podcast if you are loving it if you do want me to make more is to tell someone who you think will enjoy it i don't care if that's your nan your best mate your pal from accounts at work or your postman just tell somebody let's help this little project grow (laughs) look forward to seeing you next week guys Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.